This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.39 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. In the meantime, though, we are moving on to Trending Today, where it's all about salary gaps in friendship and how that affects the way people make and keep friends. So this comes from a tweet from underscore incandescent who says, there's an article called I Can't Afford My Friends Anymore about salary discrepancies in friendships and how that affects outings and the friendship itself. That's a way more interesting discussion to me than money and dating. Yeah, it is kind of a tricky one because especially if you kind of in your 40s, you would have already noticed the different trajectories that you and your friends have taken since your 20s, say the friends from your adult life, right, and from university. And it's going to be there, not just in the holidays you take together or the restaurants you go, but also in their housing. Can you, so it used to induce uh, a deep depression in me when I would go to <laughs> right. actually, some friends, well, not friends, but relatives' homes. And, and then just, you know, like my apartment could fit into their kitchen. And so, you know, and um, not that they were actually showing off. It's just that these were things that were possible for them, right? So, but how does it impact your relationship when you start at the same point, but then you've gone so in very different ways? So there's that. Um, there's also the fact that... Uh Actually, I would go even further back from the friends you make in adulthood because sometimes, of course, you make different career choices and that's fine. But looking back on my schooling years, I know people who are now uh, doctors or investment bankers and they are, of course, earning What's the what's the phrase? Fist over <laughs> fist over palm or hand over fist. Hand over fist. fist. Yeah, they're earning so much more than I am. Um, but, you know, when we were growing up, it didn't feel that way. And yet you could start to sense early on that that was happening. I think you you bring up also a good point about life paths because there's also children and that ends up affecting sometimes the ways in which people spend their money. So they might actually be earning more than you. They might just have less disposable income. So there are all these things, right, that go into how much people actually make. Right. So one possibility is to... Uh, well, you know, you kind of understand your position vis-a-vis whoever it is, whether they earn less or more than you by talking about effort, right? So I've put in the effort and therefore I deserve what I've, I've gotten. But what about generational wealth? I mean, that becomes another issue, right? So, so many people uh, don't, I mean, like, technically start off at the same point you graduate together at the same time you've had this maybe even have the same degrees but if you had the le- a leg up in terms of a house or all those other things then your paths are going to diverge uh, regardless of talent so the question that's being put forth by this tweet right is not just about noticing that your friends have more money or less money than you um, it actually goes further than that and talks about how should you expect people to pay? You know, is that okay if you know that someone is earning more? Uh, Is it all right for someone to always foot the bill or whatever it may be? And different people come at it differently. So for example, uh, Mel Renee says, it's important to have friends who support you financially and I don't mean paying your way all of the time. I mean finding less expensive ways to share time when you don't have a lot of money to spend. And this is interesting because earlier, Sharad, this is where I was. I was saying that, you know, if you are friends with somebody who... um, is significantly is is earning significantly less than you then either if you're going to make expensive plans maybe you need to give them a heads up or conversely you just don't 
Oh, you mean exclude them? No, no. I, so I don't think it should be excluded. I feel that um, if we if we know we want to take a holiday, for example, and that can be done on a shorter time notice for some people than for others, then we go to the longest time notice needed within the friend group. That's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think... Yes, I mean, that's possible. But I think there's this other thing, right? Because you can go on a holiday together, but if you if you can whip out your platinum card and just charge everything and you and you start to consume things at a particular level, you will that, that, that there will be a, a, an effective gap between you and those others. Right. And and I think the, the question is whether friendships can. Uh, are resilient enough to uh, withstand the pressures, uh, psychological pressures of those differences, right? I mean, it does become very difficult to trying to keep to keep up with those rich friends, or we're still constantly having to support your poorer friends. Both of them create uh, burdens. So we also have this from uh, Pupe, who says, in 2009, one of my sisters who was in college said, having friends is hard if you don't have money. It's such a reality because if you constantly have to decline invites while trying to get to know people, they're eventually going to stop inviting you. And I thought that that was quite sobering, actually. Yeah, and so, maybe that's also when you need to assess, not so much when you're getting to know people, but that might be when you need to assess if the friend group that you're in is no longer the friend group that you can be. Yeah, but you know, we often choose our friends not just based on our consumption habits, they're also about, you know, uh, similar interests mm. and sort of intellectual connect or emotional connect. So what happens if you have that emotional and intellectual connect, but then your capacities are very different? How do you work that one out? I don't know, you know, um, because you said it's not just about consumption, and I agree, but a lot of our modern day activities do revolve around consumption, whether it's going, hanging out and having dinner, whether it's going for a shopping day, whether it's traveling, like all of these things do require some output of funds. And actually, if we just go back down to the, the very central question, Sharad, do you believe that richer friends should support poorer friends? Financially, uh, as somebody who's always benefited from richer friends, I would say yes. And you know, I feel that maybe now I can pay back in some form. Uh, but I'm I'm glad that they did, and I would encourage that because people. Uh, fortunes change in a, so you're not permanently necessarily permanently stuck in a position so you might say your friend is going through a harder time why don't I support them now you know they'll be paid back in the future hopefully so I'm there as well but that's partly because I, I hope have never been a leech nor have I ever had a friend that I felt was always uh, leaving me with the bill or always kind of initiating the invite, but then not necessarily wanting to contribute. So having not had that experience, that's where I'm at. I don't know if that's the same for everybody. But let us know. Um, we're talking today about how there was an article called I Can't Afford My Friends Anymore, and that's about salary discrepancies in friendship. We thought it was interesting. We're opening it up. We want to know, does money affect your friendships? Have you either been the richer friend, cool with paying for everybody, or maybe the friend who earned less, who was happy to kind of be along for the ride. Let us know. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
Best Flipping Moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, it is 5.50 and you're listening to The Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And on this very rainy, full working day, in between public holiday and weekend day, we're talking about friendships and work and money. Um, because there was an article um, which we discussed on Trending Today, which was all about how I can't afford my friends anymore. And it was about salary discrepancies and how it results in people really just not being able to afford the same activities and raise the question of whether or not we should therefore be more supportive friends financially, right? If you can afford it, maybe sometimes you pick up the bill. And we were asking you for your thoughts. Does money affect your friendships? Are you happy to be the one who pays? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. We have some messages. Yeah, so uh, here we have uh, Wayne. Let's go and read Wayne's message. Right? I think money will always be a sensitive issue among friends, but I don't see why it's so wrong to be upfront and honest about them. Uh, they are your friends, and if you can be honest with them from the start, then it will go a long way, especially when the bill comes, and you can say you need some help splitting the bill. There's also a fine line between splitting costs evenly and someone taking advantage of you. So I think the honest thing is true. Where it gets tricky is when you are in a friend group in which you have, say, two close friends and two others that you don't know so intimately and you wouldn't tell this problem to. And I think that that can be where some of the friction arises. Yeah, there's also, I think, you know, the difference between a temporary state of not being able to afford things and a kind of permanent condition or most, or worse still, where it's part of your personality. You know, there's always this person in the group uh, you know, who is seen to be the one who reach, who's last to reach for the wallet, who's the first to kind of forget their wallet, or, you know, somehow disappears when the bill comes. And, and those people develop a reputation. And for whatever reason, they might be still in the group. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always surprised that they remain in the group. But so they must be have other sterling qualities. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think there's a difference between being in a hard place at a certain point and being a leech. Ah, so TIDJ says, I have at times felt like the leech in the group with friends who go for dinners where the bill is often in the five figures. So when I do accept their invitation, I'll order the most modest items and I offer to pay for my share. They often reject that. Um, I've also been in situations where I feel like I'm being leeched on. <laughs> Some friends expect me to pay the bill even for something as small as mama. I don't mind if we take turns to pay, but these quote unquote friends are often in some sort of quote-unquote distress. So someone else in the group often covers their bill. Yeah, so the feeling of being exploited or of you know, potentially being seen as being exploitative, I think is where, uh, you know, it gets tricky, right? And where you kind of have to negotiate. Uh, you know, I think what Wayne is suggesting is honesty is a way to kind of overcome that. Um, but there's there are the long-term, I think, solutions as well that, you know, that came up in that original tweet where people are saying, basically, there are strategies to keep costs low. And I know that we all love to go out together, but actually if you potluck and, and you eat at home, you're... you're your food bill is like a third of what it would be at a restaurant. So, um, actually, 
TIDJ, you're reminding me that I have had um, friendships, definitely not end, but people I eat with less and see less as a result of the expensive meal problem, where it feels as if um, their tastes, it's champagne tastes, I'm not there. And so because of that, we just don't see each other as much. Yeah, and then there's this other thing, you know, and because you mentioned champagne, right, there are people who take different things into it. So if you split it evenly, which is the easiest thing to do at a dinner, but people have ordered very different dishes. Uh, which is where this problem is. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Then what do you do? How do you, I mean, do you get all kind of like calculative and you know, bring out, you think and say, well, you know, everybody kind of. You do the the sums about this and add the ten percent and the two percent or whatever it is the taxes now, uh, and then come up with something. Or do you do the easy solution and then the people who had less feel that in some ways they're being taken advantage of, right? Because always be the people who actually had a very cheap. A portion of the meal, but then paid more. Dahlia is having a similar problem to TIDJ, saying maybe not the story you're expecting to hear because this sounds like an adult problem, but this is reminding me of when I was in high school and wanted to hang out with a group of people who frequented expensive restaurants. Granted, all restaurants seem expensive back then when I was a student. Uh, my friends who had more money at the time would always pick up the bill, but I was still terrified uh, to let them pay, so I would order the least expensive items on the menu. Sometimes I'd just be eating appetizers and I would go home feeling so hungry. Yeah, and then because you'd have to say something, you'd have to make some sort of excuse like, oh, you know, I already ate before and, you know, and therefore I don't really need to. I mean, these are, unfortunately, the kind of psychological pressures on you that can't be very good for the atmosphere of being present, right? Because you're constantly thinking that you have to manage how you're viewed by your friends and whether they will start to suspect that actually something else is going on. So the moral of the story here is money makes things difficult. You know, big revelation, but there we are. Uh, let us know, does money affect your friendships? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. 2900 Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, just briefly, Naga says, having enough or more money may not always be a must in a friendship. Good friendships are often formed between people with similar interests and intellectual compatibility. This is how connections are made, not through material pursuits. One should not bring friendship down to money at all. Yeah, I agree, Naga. Absolutely. The question, of course, is that um, we often organize our social lives, our friendships around things like, you know, Lynn you just pointed out, consumption, right? Meals. Meals, movies, uh, you know, what kind of movies do you go for the the IMAX or do you not go for the IMAX? Do you have a meal before and after? So uh, unfortunately, often we're corralled into those kinds of, um, uh, you know, kind of context for the friendship to develop. But, you know... We can make a break from it if we wanted to. The potluck, the park, the whatever, you know? Uh, Yes, so I was thinking that actually this is almost becoming a separate conversation about how much of our friendships require... No, uh, what kind of maintenance friendships require? Does it require FaceTime, which will involve money? Or can it be maintained on things like phone calls? Can it be maintained on different sorts of connections, walks in the park? Um, Sort of interim little moments that you get that aren't organised around a big thing, like a huge meal. Yeah, and of course, there are. And then there's this other category of problem, which is related to this, I guess, uh, which is that those friends who aspire to have different types of friendships and have different types of experiences. And they might find that their old friends just can't keep up and they're going to abandon them uh, for new friends. So that's 
friendships and money. Um, oh, more messages actually. <laughs> Shariza says, if it creates money issues or dilemmas, I just avoid those friendships. Yeah, well, I mean, that seems to be a sensible way to go. Who needs attention? <laughs> I mean, who needs the pressure, really, honestly? I Yeah, I can see that. I mean, sad to abandon friendships. I didn't expect it to get so adult, <laughs> but I suppose that was always where this conversation was going. Um, after the six o'clock news today on Inside Story, we're going to be talking about the Madeka Parade, because, of course, a lot was made about yesterday's parade. And we want to know whether you watched it and do things like parades and fireworks get you excited? Do they make you feel like you love the country more? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.